Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Hawks and Handsaws. If uh, if you're out there, oh shoot, what's his name? I don't even remember his name now. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> who am I referencing, Brad? Andrew, Andrew Kramer. Kramer. There you go. Andrew Kramer, right. if you're out there, that was for you. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of Hawks and Handsaws, where we talk about stuff. Most often pop culture, because, you know, that's easiest. And we like pop culture. So today, specifically, well, I think today we had actually worked it out so that Brad here was going to be doing two episodes in a row about um, Obi-Wan because we had Obi-Wan Part 1, Obi-Wan Part 2, a little continuity. Brad's handling all that. Um, and we did it that way because we try to switch off who's hosting the heavy-duty topics but then Multiverse of Madness came out on Disney Plus. And so while this was going to be a heavy duty topic to start with, we could not pass up doing Multiverse of Madness right after we watched it. So here we are with a heavy duty topic of Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've had any really serious topics in a while. That's okay. Who needs serious stuff? All right. You also have to forgive me, everybody. I've been sneezing a lot, so I'm going to be really emotional sounding for this episode. <clears throat> anyway, Multiverse of Madness has fans divided across the board. This uh, brings back Sam Raimi of the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. So kind of an interesting choice to bring him back to, to helm a Marvel film. But uh, here we are. All right. Anyway, before we dive too far into this, what were your impressions, Brad? Just some general impressions about the overall film as you watched it. You watched it. When was the last time you watched it? Um, I wanted to rewatch it this week for this podcast. I got uh, two minutes in and my daughter sat down <laughs> next to me and I uh, was like, hey, what type of magic does he have? He's like, oh, he's got blue magic. What's he doing to that girl? You know what? <laughs> let's just uh let's turn this off <laughs> so that was my rewatching experience so before that i watched it in the theater i think it was last Ooh. week so yeah about, okay about so you're up on me month and a half ago yeah all right so you watched it a little bit further back than i did i watched it a couple weeks ago i think but okay. anyway this is our first opportunity to really get around to talking about it your overall impressions um, yeah, you, you asked about that. Overall impressions, um, I liked it. I, I came in expecting, um, well, the, the title is very leading. It's a leading title, the Multiverse of Madness. Just crazy stuff's going to happen. I showed up to the movie, crazy stuff kind of happened. And uh, a lot of it was visually entertaining. Um, I have a wife who's into creepy stuff, and she was in this theater seat next to me, so she was all about the little horror nods and like the other creepy imagery like she was all about that i didn't mind it i thought it was done well and i'm like yeah i had a really good time it was a fun movie high fives all around and then <laughs> i left the theater and slowly i started hearing people say well i don't know about that 
you know, not latest Doctor Strange movie. So I started doubting myself. And then I recently had a revelation about, you know, people and that they're all dumb. So I shouldn't listen to anybody. And so I'm back on the, no, it's great. <laughs> Everybody else is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, my, that's usually my how I go about my life. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> saying this. Well, I'm saying the opposite because everybody else is dumb. No, yeah, that's... <laughs> but, but I think we have established so far a little bit, maybe me more than you, but I think we're still on the same wavelength slightly, is that we tend to like things that other people do not so much. Yes, that, that is very true. As we bring up King Arthur in every episode, no matter what the topic I, right? is. Right? I don't know why it shows up so often, but it does. <laughs> So you plan at home to check it off for this episode. That movie's just brilliant. I listened to the soundtrack like two weeks ago. I had it like on full blast in my house, just like out in the air. And I'm like, this is great. So yes, we do like things that are offbeat for sure. But we, we disagree, right? Because you're yes. on the, uh, so the dumb that people is. Can. You mentioned it was, uh, I don't know exactly what you said, your specific language, but you thought it was visually entertaining. Yeah. If I have to give uh, praise for this film, it was visually spectacular. It was excellent. Yeah. But I also don't expect any less from Disney anymore. <laughs> you fair. know, Disney, Disney is just so good at what they do uh, with visuals. They're fantastic. Um, like I want to say yes and just full fledged like agree with you there, but I, I we have to talk about Obi Wan. Some of that spectacle was not good, <laughs> right? Like the visuals like, on screen. Where are you talking? Was about? a grown man walking into a bush trying to chase a little girl, you know? And like, oh, well, actually, okay, three, so like, I feel like that was that wasn't so much like spectacle problem that was just acting and directing problems <laughs> okay then we can, if we can go back to the uh, book of boba fett and that the moped chase scene was <laughs> the worst chase scene i've ever seen yeah it wasn't for wasn't example so like disney drops the ball occasionally i don't want to say across the board disney is just like but marvel films in particular have had a very high bar and they have never let that slip from my yeah, mind. yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, and especially like I mean, we give uh, heck to the Star Wars stuff for like their anti-aging stuff with Luke. You know, they did that one time yeah. where they deep faked Luke and it looked terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but then they kind of fixed it when they got the one YouTuber who could do it right. Yeah. Um, but shoot, Marvel for whatever reason. They don't talk to Star Wars, even though they're owned by the same company. But Samuel L. Jackson for Captain Marvel, holy crud, how the heck did they do that? <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. It was so but, good. Like, out of almost the entire movie, I think there's like two scenes where the Uncanny Valley starts to get triggered a little bit, but two scenes out of a feature length movie, like, that is just impressive. He, so, he looked great. Yeah. It was fantastic. And Coulson, too, didn't look too bad. You know, I don't know that I really paid attention to Coulson, but well, that's, that's just probably another, a good thing, right? Feather in the cap, yeah. Didn't even notice. Yeah, didn't even notice. 
So anyway, Multiverse of Madness, something it had going for it. It was fantastic with the visuals. And yeah. I'm one of those guys that is easily impressed by visuals too. Oh, I don't know if that's quite quite the right word. Uh, I appreciate visuals quite yes. a bit. Where there you go. I, I think that's you are an what enjoyer I want to say. of visuals. Like you will yeah. go to a movie with the intent of I want to see these CGI dinosaurs doing something. Yeah. Right? Um and people gripe and complain yeah. about CG, but I love CG. If it's done well, man, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also love practical effects. That yes. Whatever people I just really enjoy seeing work done well. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> well, I feel like the internet's totally against that opinion of yours of like, oh, it's just so CG. How garbage is that? You know, if it's like, I'd rather have practical effects all day, and I'm like, it's just a different medium, right? Like, it's yeah, it can still be yep. art. So stop, yep. stop being mad because it's in chalk, not in pen, or whatever you want to like, <laughs> make an analogy about. Like, it's just the same as art. So, yes, yeah. So on that front. It was fantastic. I really, really did not like the story and the characters. I had nobody to root for. I was just... I mean, Doctor Strange himself was the best one to root for, but so far I have not really enjoyed him as a character to root for amongst or across his movies. Any of the movies he's been in, I've just been... He's kind of annoying. (laughs) (laughs) and also dumb at the same time like he was the villain of spider-man no way home (laughs) he was so dumb (laughs) it's your fault everything messed up yeah and also spider-man somehow beat him in his own world because he knows math okay that's that's cool yeah, you could do geometry <laughs> on the fly or whatever. Yeah, that was tough. The, the, the mirror dimension stopped being useful in his the first movie of his, I think. I don't because even know what it does. What what was the mirror dimension about? The mirror dimension is where you're trapped so you can no longer interact with reality. So you can't hurt stuff or things. Like you're okay, trapped in like okay. the mirror of it. You can't get out. But Thanos punched through it. Spider-Man out high school mathed it. Scarlet Witch <laughs> turns it against him. Yeah. yeah so it, hasn't, it hasn't worked literally since the first movie. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. He keeps trying it. It's cool. He does. Okay. So, yeah. Other than that, I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the story. And okay. it's funny because... Uh, it was pretty much the night before I got to watch the film on Disney Plus. Um, a friend of mine said he had just seen it. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, just saw it. I said, oh, okay, well, I haven't seen it yet. He says, all right. Well, I have one question, though, and it's not a spoiler because it's about Endgame. He says, here's here's the real question. Why didn't Doctor Strange try to chop off Thanos's arm with this cool portal like he did with that other dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting question. I mean, sure. That could have been useful, could have been used more times and he only used it once. Watching yeah. this film, I felt like, okay, if we're going to play the why didn't he, why didn't she game, 
we're going to be here for months <laughs> after this movie. <laughs> There's just so much going on that like, why is everyone so dumb? Mm-hmm. And okay. I, it was driving me bonkers. Actually, I think it was driving my wife even more bonkers. She was like yelling at people on the screen. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. But let's, uh, before I rail at it too hard, <laughs> let's get some of your opinions. What did you like about it? Let's pick out some specifics. Okay. Well, I, I watched the What If series on Disney Plus. Did you? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. I did. So, from everything I saw, I saw like huge similarities to what if like the whole yeah. like, evil, strange looking guy, like the zombie strange and like other, other elements to it. And I'm like, okay, I wonder if this is going to be a live action. What if episode kind of, and it kind of was for me. Oh, totally. So yeah. you're, you're getting caught up in like story and like, characters. I stopped caring <laughs> about that in Endgame. Because Endgame is when the characters stopped. Now we're just in, like, we're doing random stuff now. Right? That That's kind of what... <laughs> they kind of come out of Phase 4. It's not Phase 4 for me. This is Era 2. Okay? Endgame closed Era 1. That's when story and continuity mattered. That's done now. We don't need that anymore. Now we're just in Era 2 of everything's going crazy. And let's see how many things we can stir up into one one thing and so with those expectations i've been going into these movies being like that's really fun i don't care but that was cool you know like that's that's fun so with dr strange in this one we had a siege scene which um as soon as the setup like you know we got a thing comatage i forgot what the thing's called comatage Comatage, like we got bad comatage for battle. Arm the whatever is, I'm like, cool, we're gonna have a fight scene, they're all gonna die. I said that in the theater, <laughs> right? Like, I had no hope for them, obviously. But I'm like, hey, it's gonna be fun, let's see what they do. And I love seeing siege weapons and things. And so, as soon as they put like archers on top of the roof and they have like two feet to stand in and there's no cover at all. They're just standing there open on the roof as like little archer dudes. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) And she can literally fly. (laughs) What's a castle wall going to do against one person who can fly? (laughs) I I, I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm like, okay, sure. And then like the evil smoke starts showing up. I'm like, that looks cool. Cool. And like they had a fight scene or whatever. And like, they actually stood their ground for a second. And I'm like, that's nice. And then, of course, they had to do that one guy who was like, eh. and he held the linchpin for the whole wall because losing one person, I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. Then they all die. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> but the scene was cool. Um, I liked that. I liked America. America was fun. She was kind of random. I'm like, okay. Um, Alternate dimensions left a lot of questions, and I was kind of thinking about like, well, how does this world work? And they didn't give you a lot of that, but whatever. Um, I liked how they tried to lean into the horror more, and like have the like, horror moments in it. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird seeing these characters be in a horror movie. It's kind of neat. Uh, I liked the musical battle between the two strangers. That was fun, and then. Uh, you know, the zombie strange part at the end, kind of neat. And like, sure, like it was just 
there's a whole bunch of fun stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand exactly what they're trying to say here or like why this is happening, but it's fun to look at. And I like the concept of this momentary scene. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go see what yeah. Like, uh, just imagine me in the theater with a bucket of popcorn. I didn't have popcorn. Just like throwing popcorn on my face. Not even eating. Just going, wow. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> just bouncing off your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the type of like mentality you have to have to fully enjoy it. For some reason that day, I was just there. I, I was in the, in the zone for none of this matters. Because those of you listening to this podcast have heard me talk for a little hours about how movies do things terribly and everybody was dumb and Eric's about to say everybody in this movie was dumb and he's not wrong but <laughs> it was fun it was fun so I don't know they just had a lot of really cool moments that I enjoyed I think is what it comes down to um, maybe we should revisit the Tomorrow War Brad watch it over again uh. I hate it it's the worst <laughs> because they were trying because they were trying to make it serious or whatever. And like, they were trying to have like this sci-fi concept. This one, they were not, in my opinion. I don't think they were trying. It was like, we're just doing random stuff. Buckle up. Okay. See, that's where I disagree. Right. If, if I am on board with what the director or writer or whatever is trying to do like you feel like they know their niche they know what they're they're setting out to do and they do it i'm okay with it if, mm-hmm. even if there are faults like if it's hokey and they meant it to be hokey awesome i think we've had episodes where we've talked about that yeah. i don't feel like they did that with this okay. and uh, i mean you mentioned some horror elements there was a lot of horror talk about this film leading up to it like that was the big buzz and i didn't feel like it was a horror film in the slightest there was like one jump scare horror horror elements to it right yeah there was like one jump scare okay but i don't know that that classifies it as a horror It, it i feel like all of the marvel films or shows or whatever they're trying to do this new thing like uh, Moon Knight when it came out, that new show, and it's like, oh, this is the darkest and grittiest that Marvel has ever been. And then you watch it and you're like, okay, it's pretty typical Marvel fair, and I really don't care about these people or whatever, and it just goes to the end. Um, everything is built up to be so much more than it is in all the, uh, the what you would call it, the publicity surrounding it before it gets into it. Sure. And so when you're like, okay, this is going to be horror, well, that wasn't horror at all. There were elements that could be like generic conventions, a couple of them mm-hmm. that could be identified as horror, but that's it. And there's a problem I have with horror too, and that people tend to act dumb in horror mm-hmm. films, which is always stupid. Like, you want people to root for. If you're going to kill off your main characters, fine. But make it so that they at least tried. Mm-hmm. You know, give somebody to root for and it's like, oh, they didn't make it. Oh, it's a letdown a little bit or something. I don't know. It's scary. If you don't care about the people, then you don't care what happens to them. And it's just sure. a, a gore fest. Um, And that's, I think that was 
slightly missing here too. I, the people were dumb. America Chavez, every scene she's in, she well, like especially right at the beginning, she's running from something. <laughs> you you first see her when she shows up at uh, the wedding reception or whatever, and. So Dr. Strange jumps in to save her from the one-eyed squiggly monster thing, octopus. And she's literally just like standing there when she's free and has nothing to do. She watches every, I mean, it happens at least three or four times. Run, run away. (laughs) What are you doing standing there still? You literally wait for the camera to go back to you to do something again. And by that time, the monster has already noticed that you're still standing there. Great. Thanks for that. I appreciate you waiting for me. She does that so many times. She does not do anything as a character. She's worthless the whole film. And that drove me bonkers. Star power. Star power, which she can't use until she has a really inspirational talk. Good job. That was all you needed. <laughs> the star power was within her the whole time. Yeah. And it wasn't even star Split. power. It's a portal to another dimension in the shape of a star. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And okay. so I, I did not like her as a character at all. She was not smart, not intelligent. I, I couldn't root for her. Okay. Doctor Strange is only moderately more competent, and you sure hope he is because he's been at this a lot more, a lot longer. But even still, go back to that first fight scene with the octopus thing. Yeah, the he like slices off a limb right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we keep slicing off limbs? What? <laughs> what? The thing chucked a bus at him. Let's slice that bus in half as the pieces slide behind me and kill dozens of people who are standing behind me that I didn't know. Why did we do that? You can literally stop things in midair. You have magic. Why are we using magic in the dumbest ways possible? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you made a saw in the middle of the air. Send it right through the middle of that guy's eye. (laughs) Why are we struggling with this so much? It was so dumb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it really bothers me too with magic. When you bring in magic as an element, I mean, you have to maintain a certain amount of consistency with how you use it. I, I, I mean, just to make it slightly believable. But also, I feel like you should be creative. And maybe that's where you're coming from with you enjoyed the music battle. Is it was creative here. Here's magic being creative. I have my own issues with that, <laughs> which I'll talk <laughs> about in a bit. But most of the time, with the exception of the music battle, whenever they're using magic, it's duplicating some physical thing. Like I'm putting up a shield of magic. Rather, you know, it's they're literally holding physical barriers in front of them that they created with magic. Or you've got mm-hmm. Wong. If he's fighting, he's not doing cool spells. He's making magic whips. Why don't you just carry around whips? <laughs> what, what is it that magic is doing for you above and beyond whips? <laughs> it's just not cool, man. It's magical whips. It's better. Which is dumb. <laughs> Cast some spells. 
You know, I don't know. They're always, the magic is always manifesting in some way that is, they're just duplicating some physical entity that's already in existence. Why? Do something magical. Something we haven't seen. Sure, sure. Um, So so that was irritating to me. I want to segue on the magic thing. So America Chavez is just standing there and acting dumb. You're probably right. I, I, I don't recall that happening, but it doesn't matter. Every time. Because whatever, she does run a lot. I think it's going to her her story arc. Because I'm no longer running anymore. But you're saying she didn't run. So maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, she only ran after they. She noticed. Oh, the bad guy realized I'm not running. Yeah. Okay. Stupid. Maybe she's got a sense of like fair play. <laughs> okay, you ready now? Okay, let's okay, go. Don't give her a okay, I'm okay. No, <laughs> With magic, though. So I, I subscribe to um, many rules of thought with magic in, like, fictional worlds. And I think it's really sure. good to go to, like, books for this. So my favorite author, sure. Brandon Sanderson, was on a panel. He was coming up here. Yep, he was, of course. <laughs> he was on a panel in, like, a, in a conference or something um, with some other authors. And the question came up. It's like, so what's the first thing that you do? When you create like a new magic system, what's the, like, you have to do this thing in order for it to work. Brandon Sanderson was like, I need a set of rules to make my magic system work. And the next author's response was, make sure there's no rules so I can just do whatever <laughs> I need to do with magic. And, you know, they kind of looked at each other. I'm assuming they got up and started punching each other. I don't know how these authors things go, but I assume yeah, there was totally. a fight. But, um, so with like J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, there are no some rules. rules, but like, not really, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you can't bring works. back people from the dead. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you can't bring back <laughs> from the dead, kind of. And, uh, you know, you, you can't turn back time anymore after book three because all of the things broke. <laughs> Somebody came in and pushed over the shelf of time travel. So sorry, guys. <laughs> That's off the table for forever. Um, well, that was book five, right? Is that book five that happened? And they turn back that Death Eater's head. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Well, that's right. That's right. Anyway, (laughs) the point is like the magic doesn't matter, but you know, you just kind of go with it. Like, okay, sure. Let's move along. Like, yes, the most powerful evil dark wizard in the entire history of wizard kind just cast the killing curse towards a teenager and that teenager used a dueling spell that he learned in his second year of Hogwarts. And the two <laughs> spells met each other, and that seemed to counterbalance. You know, and that, 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 was, that was enough. And that's fine. It works in the story because the magic serves the story, right? And that's, yep. that's great. Um, with Brandon Sanderson <clears throat> books, it's very different. Um, I was thinking like Aragon and like how that magic system, it's very different. And they all work to serve the story. In this movie, the magic, I don't think, is a part of the story, really. Um, so it's not serving the story at all, which I think is where your problem is. Because, like, Dr. Yes, Strange it should. is high-level competent. Like, you should be able to beat every Avenger, like, power-level-wise. One little squid monster shows up, and it's a tough time. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. You know? Like... Yep. <laughs> Come on. I, I get what you're going from there. But the magic, in my opinion, wasn't used for that. It was used for, you want to see some pretty lights audience? 
let's go uh let's go see some orange stuff floating around <laughs> like okay cool well, sure why not um yeah so none of my expectations i just don't care i don't care at all and that's why it was fun because well after endgame i don't i just don't care yeah so why do, well, why do you care thing, though like why, why do you why do you care why do i care why do you care you care all every other time <laughs> <laughs> well yeah anyway so you're, you're saying that the intention of this film was to provide us with Something cool and fun to watch. Something visually impressive, which it yes. was visually impressive. Although, coming off of Doctor Strange 1, I might argue that this was visually slightly less impressive than the original Doctor Strange, which had all the really cool effects of the mirror dimension. You know, the world folding in on itself. It's like they took Inception and put it in a kaleidoscope. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's true. <laughs> And it was cool. It was something that you really hadn't seen much of before. Uh, I wish they had kind of dwelt on it a little bit longer, to be honest. Um, but this didn't have any of that so much. With the title Multiverse of Madness, you kind of expected, oh, there's going to be some crazy stuff. And they do it once. Well they fly through accidentally a whole bunch of them. And then we land in the one multiverse or one area that we're going to stay in for the next little while. Mm-hmm. The multiverse of madness. We're in like three places. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and we just kind of blink at the other ones. <laughs> like sure. that was it. There was no multiverse of madness, no mad multiverse going on. <laughs> and I thought that was a missed opportunity. Sure. I would like to have seen more of the the universes. I, I definitely agree with that. But like, it's this movie's two hours long, right? Yeah. And like, it's it's hard. Like, even as it is, I feel like the movie felt kind of rushed. Oh sure. From my opinion, and so like, how, how are you going to fit in another couple of dimensions and like give them time to breathe? Like, I uh, <laughs> the only other multi-dimensional movie I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Phineas and Ferb. Um, and their movie, <laughs> but they they do a similar thing. But funnily enough, they actually spend more time in other dimensions. Um, in Phineas and Ferb, they have, they have a musical. It's song, totally possible. Like a, a three or four minute song as they're going through all these different universes, just doing crazy stuff. And we're like, you're right. We got five seconds of like, okay, and we landed. That was Multiverse carousel. Yeah. So we get. Um, you get the MCU universe, which is on Earth, one hundred thousand, one hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. That's the official designation of that Earth for the MCU. And then I thought um, it was six hundred something. Isn't that what six hundred name said? And sixteen is the prime timeline of the comics, but the MCU is in a different universe canonically than comic books. What? Come on, I keep up. So six one six is the like prime comic timeline that all the comic books are in. But that's what she says in the film. So she's from the prime timeline, I guess. But no, she says Doctor Strange. You're from the one that we dub six one six. 
Mm, she said that she was from 800 something. She did say that. I do remember that. But I could have sworn Uh 616 was the comics and the MCU was on a different one. You're right, though. She did say that. She said he was from, yeah, it was 600 something. Yeah. Pretty sure. So what up my thing thinking of here to do? Sorry, everybody listening, we gotta look into this. I know. This is this is a serious thing. We gotta serious. Yeah. I'm just saying numbers, but she keeps tabs on all the different universes, each is allocated a number. MCU's Doctor Strange is from the designated universe 616. Christine's universe, for those keeping track, is 838. But yeah, I have here that the MCU all takes place in Earth 199999. Well. Weird. We'll come back to you guys later and give me a little snippet of what we'll find out. But for now, it's trivia time. Oh man. Doctor Strange <laughs> has a variety of appearances throughout the MCU. And he sports uh-huh, a go- uh-huh. goatee once he becomes officially Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um this goatee was fake. Yeah. For which of the movie appearances that he's had? So uh, let's, let's, let's name them off for you. So we got Doctor Strange number one, Infinity <sighs> War, we've got Endgame, we've got Spider Man, and we've got this most recent one. I'll give you those five. So out of those five, which ones is his goatee? Not a real goatee. Well, since he doesn't have one in the first one, let's go with the first one. Okay. Are there any others that you would like to add to that? What? There's multiple? There could be. Uh, so which me, ones? How, give me a number ones. here. How many are there faking? How many are What's there that? faking? Yeah. I don't want to give you a number for that. It's too easy. You always oh. get the stupid trivia questions. There's five movies. There may or may not be multiple fake goatees. Shown okay, okay, good. okay. Well, definitely the first one. We'll okay. go first one. First one. Infinity War and Endgame are next. I don't know. Go Infinity War. Just those two. Done. Those two? And then he's got a real go to the other three movies? Sure. Sure. Okay, you're wrong. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, everybody. <laughs> I made a convoluted enough question. Um, this is the first movie appearance that his go to was written. Oh, okay. So I was uh, just missing... Two more? <laughs> sure. So, like, yeah, his goatee was <laughs> fake the entire time. Until this movie where he decided, no, I'll grow it for real this time, I guess. All right. Okay, okay. All right, well, back to our... <clears throat> I have no idea what you were saying about Doctor Strange 616 and the timelines. And anyway, you were saying then. something important. I don't think I was. Oh, you're saying something unimportant. Yeah, carry on with something else than I guess. You were bothered by the magic 
not, I was saying something about magic meaning something in like the previous movies, but now it doesn't. I think. Okay, let's talk about Scarlet Witch. Multiverse is depressing because they didn't multiverse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to do multiverses, you're going to uh, – you, you said it was rushed, right? That was yes. that was part of your problem. It felt rushed as it was. And so if you spend time in other universes, you're going to just add more to the screen time. But here's the thing. I felt like a lot of that could be parsed down. We didn't really need a huge battle sequence at Camartage because nothing really happened. And why were they there in the first place? So she like says, so you just told the one who was trying to do all this to me where I, where to find me? Oh, yeah, my bad. Great. You know an easy fix to that? Move. Go <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> they literally have sling rings that take you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> why Why are we defending Camertage? <laughs> anyway, so I felt like that could have been a fantastic intro to go on other places. If you want to do multiverse stuff, uh, you can make it like a, a journey type of film. Okay. You've got Bond where you go from one location all across the world, several locations all across the world, right? Or Bourne movies. And it's part of the the uh, the progression to the final battle or whatever it is, the, the showdown. You could have done that here where you're gathering a little bit piece of intel in one place, one multiverse area to another multiverse area. It's just adding on to it to the final thing. But they didn't do that. And you can, uh, you don't explore the entire alternate dimension either. That would be way too difficult. Star Wars, they simplify the process of worlds by making the worlds one thing. This planet, yeah, it's an ocean. Uh, this planet, <laughs> it's a desert. <laughs> when nobody really stops to consider that our one planet has all of those things on it. <laughs> <laughs> So you you simplify the process by just making them one thing at a time. You only focus on one element. And they could have done that with these multiverses. You could have even just focused on one area. Like, hey, we're going to be in Camartage the whole time, but in different <laughs> universes. And that would have been cool. You could have been New York in different universes. And they're just showing how they're different along the way. You could have made them completely different. And it would have been cool. Sure. You have different people, different reactions, and then you have something to compare it to. That, to me, would have been a much more effective use of the multiverse. Right now, they didn't really do anything with the multiverse except to make one giant cameo, which amounted to nothing. That's stupid. Like that whole thing with the uh, the Illuminati. It was just one long belabored cameo that's all it was there Mm -hmm. was no progression in the storyline from there and uh, we picked up a character there they killed everybody so easy okay and it was so So, dumb yes like Uh, stretch armstrong great we understand you can he can't do anything that's fine yeah but like he's also supposed to be really smart yeah, you know, and yes, he, he did, and he, he wasn't. He didn't say things. I have no idea who that little tuning fork dude is. Um, I do. I actually knew that one. 
I'm like, who the heck is that guy? So they made a TV show and it lasted for one season called The Inhumans. Okay. And he was an inhuman. He was the king of the inhumans. And they lived on the moon. Oh. And they have this teleporting dog. And his wife, that guy's dog, no, that guy's wife, she has like this huge long red hair. I think she's supposed to be Medusa, but she doesn't have snakes. She has just crazy hair. That's like her power. She can manipulate her hair with her mind or whatever. So she can choke people. She's like uh, a scary version of uh, Rapunzel, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> anyway, and in like the first episode, they shave her head. Like the bad guy who is his brother or uncle or something like that shaves her head and it's like terrifying and they're all angry. And he doesn't speak ever because that's what his voice does. He like disintegrates things with his voice. So he uses sign language because he would just decimate everybody. And that was the same actor. They actually used the exact same guy from that TV show, which I That's thought was cool. interesting. That's neat. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, I never saw the Inhumans, but okay. It's not great. It's not good. Sure. Sure. And like they, he talked um, the other Doctor Strange to death. Cool. I'm like, okay, he's got voice powers. Check. But. It did lead to one of the most horrific moments of the movie. Which was also dumb. Which was a little dumb. He's but, never vocalized with a closed mouth before? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's never made a grunt? Mm. Oh, wait, wouldn't that have killed him because it exploded in his head? No, it wouldn't work like that. No, it would have come escaped on. his lips, obviously. And since he didn't have lips, it was there was more going on there. He's got a nose. He just... Mm. <laughs> there's more going it's so it's stupid that would not have happened <laughs> <laughs> it was gruesome though it made me go Ugh. It did not yes it was there. that what, uh, again horror elements sprinkled in there and then uh but, leads leads to a really lame fight i would say but uh yeah. yes yes Captain Marvel so he gets and, taken uh, out right at the beginning. You've Captain got Carter, Stretch Didn't... Armstrong, who gets spaghettied, and he's done. Mm. And I know his he's not really Stretch Armstrong, but that's the one that comes to my mind most readily. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow, like, Captain Carter lasts all that time. What the heck does she got against magic? And she lasts... <laughs> Like a pretty long time. Yeah, and she doesn't even get killed yeah. by magic. She gets killed by her own shield. What? <laughs> You're off your rocker. She knows how to catch that like nobody's business. Oh, I didn't see it that time. Slice. What? Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. And then Captain Marvel gets squished. What? It's a really heavy pill. Isn't this the same? Like, not the same character, but the same superpowers, at least, that can blow through several ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? How did she get squished? Yeah, so far she's, uh, Captain Marvel is supposed to be Superman-level strength, and, like, invulnerability-wise, 
without the kryptonite yes. element is my understanding. Yeah. Right. What? You can't kill her. You can't. You're right. And you squish her. I, I feel like if you're going to kill someone like that, it's going to be the mind game. Nope. Nope. Just kidding. We're going to save the mind game for Professor Xavier, who is, uh, I would think, a heck of a lot better at playing mind games than Scarlet Witch is. And somehow she snaps his neck in the mind world. What? <laughs> like two seconds worth. Ha! Beat you at your own game, Professor X. Booyah! <laughs> that was dumb. Why are all these characters here? <laughs> well, it was fun to see them. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I know those characters. That's kind of neat. See, so, so you know the uh, the thing that Disney seems to be doing a lot is like, hey, you want to you want to see them do the thing? Want to hear the whatever? Like, there'll be one. Yes, you know, like I love that. that. Yeah, yeah. that's his final line of the movie. It's like, hey, we see we did the thing, and like all of the other movies, like Solo. You want to know how Han Solo got his name? It's because uh, you know, <laughs> random Solo Imperial officer. Is being poetic one day, or you want to know where he got those <laughs> dice? You know, those dice are important in the way of right here, but the dice you want to, you want to hear about. You know, it's funny, I didn't that. even know he had dice. You just don't, you just don't <laughs> care, obviously. A true care. fan would know that there were dice in the talking. Um, yeah. I feel like it was one of those. It's like, you want to see something cool, guys? We got Professor Rex, we got Jim Halper as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> we got the guy from that one TV show that kind of sucked. We got uh, we got Captain Marvel from another universe. We got Captain Carter from that you know thing. Yeah, yeah. From the What If show. From the What If show. Pretty cool. Played by the same actor. Is that? There's a lot of that. I'm like, I typically just kind of roll my eyes at that, like especially in Solo, especially in Obi Wan. But I like Captain Carter a lot. And I want Captain Carter and more stuff. And I'm like, hey, I got to see her for a second. That's neat. <laughs> the rest but of the they characters made her dumb. Like she throws her shield at Doctor Strange when she first sees him or he first talks. Why was she just trying to be menacing? Like what? What was she doing? <laughs> so here's here's my validation. This isn't really Captain Carter. This isn't really Professor X. Uh-huh. These people call themselves the Illuminati, and their like their universe kind of sucks. Like it's not a good one. <laughs> this is like these are the off-brand versions of these characters. If we got pizza prime balls, te- no good. What, what the heck? What's that about? And like everything's really weird and gray and like suspicious. It reminds me of. Uh, like a Sliders episode, going back to like yeah okay yeah where they, wow, they end up that's in a like, callback. I think it was the one where they uh, there's like free money in the ATMs. Like everybody's dressed in like gray. Oh yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And it's kind of like this really weird like dystopian feeling. But everybody's so happy and like all the food's super cheap and money just freely comes out of like the ATMs and they're like, oh look at that guy, he's a big spender. You know we 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 appreciate people like you. And he's like what. Because huh? it like takes years off your life or something like that. I forgot. The more money you withdraw, the more chances you get put into the death lottery to keep the population. Down. Yeah, which is like Hunger Games. 
Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah. So like if you withdraw lots, lots of money, you can live big, but as soon as that weekly lottery comes around, you've got a big chance of getting killed. It felt kind of like that. That was the vibes I was getting yes. from that universe. And so like these okay, characters okay. obviously are morally compromised, like to a deep level. And I don't trust any of them anyway. They literally just killed Doctor Strange from their universe because they didn't trust him anymore. That right? was pretty dumb. Like if these are the characters here, like they're obviously something's bad. They they get interdimensional travel travelers and they have cages and technology set up to hold them in perpetuity already set up. They're going to kit, capture America and experiment on her until she dies. And they're like totally cool with that. Like, this is great. This is what we are here for. We signed up for this. Like these are these characters. So when they are like incompetent and get killed, I'm like, I see what they're doing, but these aren't the characters I know. These are just, they just look like them. Cause these are all terrible people. <laughs> and I don't actually care. See, if we follow that, if we follow that, train of reasoning then mm. the character we picked up in that world is right in the middle of that she totally is the doctor strange is desperate for a girl that looks like but the you're girl supposed he to like lost. her well, I, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't particularly like her but yeah yeah and i always like professor xavier as long as you got um patrick stewart i'm i'm a fan I love Patrick Stewart. That dude's so cool. Me as well. Me as well. And uh, <sighs> speaking to all you Trekkies out there. He dies that fast. Yes, right. You <sighs> should be rocking it a lot more. But speaking to all of those who've seen like Star Trek Picard, um, Patrick Stewart is a key part of my childhood. <laughs> and, yeah. it, and it doesn't matter that he was the poop emoji in the emoji movie. It doesn't matter that he got creative control over a Star Trek show and it's terrible. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I've decided that artists cannot destroy their legacy in my mind because they don't have that kind of power over what I think is cool. Harrison Ford coming back for a fifth Indiana Jones movie, I think it's the wrong call because the fourth one didn't land well with me already. I don't see how a fifth one's going to make it any better. doesn't matter. The original Indiana Jones movies are still classics. And Harrison Ford is still perfect in them. And it doesn't matter what happened since. <laughs> doesn't matter. So Patrick Stewart, I totally agree. As Professor X, exception. Love it. Yes. And it was just so cool to see him back in the role. Yeah. And it felt like... <clears throat> I think all of those characters were supposed to be that, right? It was cool to see them again, mm -hmm. but it was just such a waste. It, they didn't do anything. They all died, and that was just for the shock factor. Like, really? You get me excited to see my favorite people just so that they can die right then and there. What a waste. And, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about Marvel slash Disney doing that whole hey look here's that thing i can see that but they did that i guess it wasn't really them i mean spider-man right no way home they did that with the other spider-men mm -hmm. but that was part of the story yes. they were integral to the story and it was cool to see them there and you saw them at their best 
Yeah. You see Tobey Maguire come out and he's like, old man Spider-Man. And you're like, yeah, he's the wise guy. He's been there. He's done that. And he's arrived. <laughs> and then you've got Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, who's in the thick of it, still kind of rough. And then you've got, you know, um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, who's just still kind of starting out, but he's had some pretty wild adventures already. Yeah. And they're working together and identifying with each other and helping each other out. And that was cool because you get the cameo effect, but then it's also integral to the story. It's not just a one-off. Yeah. If they I was didn't gonna, do that for this. If I was going to compare the two, Spider-Man handled multiversiness much better, I would say. Yes. Because like, it was yes. integral to the story. This one, I thought like, hey guys, we've got these cameos lined up. But this is as good as we can do. Like you're, you're not going to get an X Men tie-in of any significance with the X Men that you grew up with. Like, there's no way. We barely got Patrick Stewart. Okay, like just be happy with what we got. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt with this movie. It's like, oh, this is as good as we can get. Okay, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Do do I want Hugh Jackman to walk into one of these movies and just? Dude, that'd be so cool. It would be amazing, right? <laughs> but like, he's getting old, man. I mean, he, he doesn't yeah, want to be Wolverine anymore. I don't think. If he does, then awesome. No, but like, no. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Like Patrick Stewart, he signed on for like he's going to show up in two scenes. You know, he showed up and rolled in on his little Professor X chair and said a few words, and then he was crawling on a set to save Scarlet Witch, and that was it. That's all he did, right? That's like a day of shooting, maybe. That's all he could sign up for. The dude's like 80-something. You know, like... Yes. He's but he's not buckling for a movie. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, did he want to come back for Spider-Man? Was that like, you know, after like 25 years and after I already did my trilogy of Spider-Man, I really should come back to Spider-Man. That's probably not what he was thinking. Maybe. But they made him work, and yes. you don't need to see him again after it either. It's true. And that's what I mean. If you're going to use these guys, make them worth the time. If you're not going to make it worth the time, don't use it. Don't use Patrick Stewart if you only have him for 10 minutes. It's not worth it. Well, I, I would disagree because like the uh, in Top Gun, Right, they use Iceman, Val Kilmer, sure, just a couple minutes, one one scene on camera, sure, right, and that was great. I think Top Gun is yes. a superior movie in every way, but it, it was a very short cameo, and I think it was done very well, and um, I think that was their attempt in Multiverse of Madness too. Like, we're not going to get Patrick Stewart for more than whatever. This is as good as we can get. Like, that's my my interpretation. So I was less upset about it. I'm, I, I totally want what you want. So to, please don't take this as a, of course not. <laughs> no, but like, it would be so much cooler. I just said previously that I want Captain Carter in more stuff to really like that character. Um, but like, it's... <laughs> they don't have enough money to do it, Eric. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. They don't have enough something to do it. Well, that that's what I'm saying, though, is if you don't have enough money, then don't use him. Don't even go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can, I can see what you're that, saying. That's it. Okay. 
I had I had some thought and I don't remember what it was now. I I held on to it too long that I lost it. <sighs> Let's go to the musical fight, I guess. Because you have problems okay. with that. Go. Yeah. So, so dumb. <laughs> we're in we're in a random destroyed universe. Or our third universe that we get to chill in for a little bit. And uh yeah. so you got sorcerer with I forget what they call him, right? He's the the Dark Lord Sorcerer Strange. I don't remember what. He has some name. Sinister Strange. There you go. Sinister Strange. Yeah, you know, Dark Lord Strange. It works. Dark Lord Strange. <laughs> you got Bad Guy Strange and you got the, our character, Good Guy Strange, in uh, one of the, whatever they're called, Sanctuaries? Sanctums? Sanctums? And yeah, that was the Sanctum Santorum, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's the only thing that's left in this universe. It's just... <laughs> A same right. It's the only thing that made it. I, I was it was my understanding this was the same guy from What If. Really? It was it not? I don't like that's kind of the impression I got that this was him. He's stuck there. The one in What If had a lot less real estate. It's like a tiny bubble. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And uh All right. Also, so maybe it wasn't the exact one. I don't know. And that also evil strange had literally absorbed like the power of everything in the universe until it had collapsed on. Yes. Right. And so then the fight should be a lot different in that case, but maybe it is and things don't matter. I don't know, but they end up having a disagreement about something. And yes. this strange is like, I'm going to take your essence or whatever. So they start fighting. And then since there's, well, he wanted the book, the dark hole. Yeah. Yes. Which also didn't make sense to me. Because our strange was so bent on getting the good book, and that was it had never entered his mind to use the dark hold. So far as we were shown as the viewers, right? And then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, you got the dark hold? Great, let's use that." What? <laughs> Weren't we just warned that this is a terrible idea? And he just all of a sudden has decided previously, like, "Oh, if I get the chance to use the dark hold, I'm going to use it." I'm sure it's fine. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, they, go ahead. But they start fighting, and because there's musical instruments around, I guess their their magic changes from orange discs to musical notes, and they have a silly symphony battle, which <laughs> is pretty sweet. Like, uh, I don't know. That's one of my favorite silly symphonies from back in the day. Is the two islands warring with music? It was fantastic. I got to see oh, it. Oh, no, that is a fantastic one. And I got to see it in live action with two Dr. Strangers. Like, okay, sure. Why not? You had an issue with it, though. I, I did, in part because, like, all right. So this, to me, was the other end of the magic spectrum. On the front end of the spectrum, I complained about how all the magic is just replicating something that's physical already. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's the point of the magic? On this end the magic was doing something that I didn't understand at all. Like, okay. So apparently Fugue in D minor is more powerful than Beethoven's ninth. Like what? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) They're just (laughs) shooting music notes at each other. Why was that your go-to thing? Oh, look, there's music right here. I can use that to shoot at him. I'm not sure. That's how the magic works in that universe. That's just how it is. 
I almost would have just, can you just shoot, you know, cool glowing orbs at him? Oh, why, did, why were they music notes? It was weird. Fugan D minor. If you can't beat Fugan D minor or whatever it was, I don't think it was exactly Fugan D minor, but it was something of that nature. Go and use that harp. One harp chord is uh, much more powerful than Fugan D minor, guys. That's that's the clinch. It'll knock you out of the <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's the multiverse of madness. It doesn't matter. It's great. It was just absurd. What is happening here? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. It's just... <laughs> the good guy needs a method to beat the bad guy. There's no way to do this in a way that well, there's plenty of ways to do this in a way that makes sense. But we're not going to do that. This is a multiverse of madness. We're going to do something weird in a music battle. It doesn't yep. matter because <laughs> something has to happen and then there has to be a victor. And that's cool. And then I, I did like Zombie Strange after that, Dark Hold, using the... Uh, yeah, yeah. That was really fun. And Zombie Strange is zombie magic, I guess. All the creepy like specters and like all the ghosts or whatever that kind of try and stop him. And he like harnesses the power of the upset spirits. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I don't know if that was because he was a zombie or if just he, because he, used he the was dark a hold, right? magician. Use the dark hold. You what? Use the dark hold. And like, no, the spirits are trying to, are going to try and stop you because you're using the dark hold to dream walk. And that's not allowed. That's no, I know why they were there. Oh, okay, okay. I just, I didn't think, um, I, I, and it wasn't even the dark hold. It was because he was using a dead body. That was what it was. Yeah. It was like, this is against nature. You can't do that sort of thing. Mm. And they're the, I guess the multiversal moral police or something. I don't know. The inept ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> but yeah. And then Christine has to say something like, don't you have power over spirits? So it wasn't so much the dark hold; it's that he, are, as a sorcerer, has power over spirits. Sure. So then he absorbs them. So it wasn't that he was zombie strange that he suddenly had power over these guys. He always did, or had the capacity to anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. That was really also cool. seems dumb to attack the zombie version. If these things can just kind of pop in out of wherever they want to in any multiversal area, why not pop into the area of Strange who's, you know, force ghosting himself? They they did. They got sucked <laughs> into the vortex. Yeah. Because the, the, oh. the dimension was collapsed. Got it. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It doesn't matter. He, he goes and fights Scarlet Witch using a zombie thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it was funny, right? Like this time you're going to have to do more than kill me to kill me. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And uh, Wong is uh, rock climbing using his magical uh-huh. climbing gear. His magic whip. Yeah. And, and, and pulling himself up. That, that's the only method. Available to a must have lost his sling ring. He did at that point, yeah. Um, did he? Yeah, he did. It, oh, his sling okay. ring was taken from him. Pretty sure. Oh man. Okay, go ahead. But 
but yeah, he but could yeah, like the sorcerer him. supreme is, is gonna scale that with a magical rope because <laughs> he's got nothing else that he can do. Again, I, I understand your, your pain concern there, but he, <laughs> he, he, he shows up and there's these monsters, or whatever. Uh, and then, of course, you know, maybe the true prize was all the magic I found himself found inside myself along the way. Now I can use my star power at will. <laughs> and then Scarlet Witch is going to go look at her kids again. And her kids are going to be like, eh. Like they did every other time she saw them. And she's going to be like, oh, maybe my kids won't accept this. Hmm. And then she decides the, on- the only way out is to blow up this mountain of Miyana. That, that's the answer. Collapse it on top of me. Yeah. Okay. This is my last and probably biggest beef with the whole film. I'm glad you waited an hour to do this. So let's, let's get into the big one. I know, I know. Here we are. We're now arriving <laughs> at my biggest problem. Scarlet Witch as the villain, to me, made no sense. Okay. Because this whole movie was her arc of realizing that she couldn't have her kids anymore, right? It was the, I can't let go, but you have to Mm -hmm. because you're a monster. You've turned into a terrible person. Isn't that the whole lesson she learned from her entire television series dedicated to her? Like that was the whole point of WandaVision is for her to recognize that loss it like it's okay to grieve and stuff but you can't bring people back or maybe you can i don't know because vision was weird <laughs> something happened there but she recognized that her grief caused other people pain she imprisoned other people and it was like shocking and terrifying to her that she did that to an entire town yeah she had that moment of realization she became the good person again. She was penitent and all that stuff. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And was she torn up about it because she again lost vision and now lost children that she didn't know she had or invented or well, I don't know what exactly. Yeah. yeah, she was, but she still arrived at her moment. And now to regress to worse than before, such that we don't care who gets in the way. We're killing everybody in this entire place. Comertage, we're going to kill you all. And then we're going to bring you back to the de- from the dead to torture you so that Wong can give us the... Well, I don't remember what Wong did exactly, but got information from him. <laughs> I don't remember. And you know what I mean? Like, she totally flips the other side. Mm-hmm. And presumably it's because of the book. Mm-hmm. But she's still reachable on an emotional level, as we find out at the end. And it's that same exact lesson that reaches her. She's already been there. Why did we need to do this again? So my justification for this in this movie is uh, like it's, it's the ring of power problem. Okay. Sure. So like there's a magical artifact that corrupts you. That's what the dark hole is. Yeah. It's very clearly stated in the movie that this corrupts you. There's dire consequences for using it. Um, so, so don't use it, Strange 616. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. And he did. Go ahead. 
<laughs> but yeah, so like imagine WandaVision. This is going to be really, 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 really weird. Um, it's Gandalf trying to get what he wants and take over Middle-earth, but he's just using his wizard power, right? And whatever. And he, he does a pretty decent job of it, but then people are like, Gandalf, this isn't great. You've been labeled a disturber of the peace. And he's like, oh, I don't want that title. And so he stops, right? And then later he finds a ring of power and he slips it on and he's like, I can do that again. But this time, I've got all the power. So like all of his character growth up to that point, it's nullified because he's a corrupting evil artifact. Okay. And I feel like this is what Wanda did. WandaVision, she tried under her own power. Now she's got her own power and the Darkhold, which, spoiler alert, is her own power. That's not fair to bring up Eric, so right. But it's a corrupting thing. <laughs> and Professor X's little cameo is what sold it for me was there's an evil Wanda that has imprisoned the good Wanda from WandaVision in her mind. The Darkhold. No. One. And so Professor oh. X is trying to save good Wanda from the rubble. I'm going to save you, Wanda, because evil Wanda from the Darkhold is coming to kill me. And then she gets it. It's a sad note. But it's evil Wanda the whole time. Also, no, I had the same discussion with my wife. It was not good Wanda trapped inside evil Wanda. It was world 838's Wanda trapped because world 616 Wanda was taking over her body. It was not the same entity Wanda that was had a split personality. It was two separate Wandas. X was trying to free 838's Wanda from the grip of the sleepwalking 616 Wanda. Mm, you might be right. Dang. Yes. Well, when I watched <laughs> the movie, that's what I viewed that, viewed that as. So. That's, so did my wife. And then I explained it to her. She's like, oh. <laughs> because once she frees her grip, she's like, where am I? And then she jumps through the door. Right. She's back to being herself again. She was there all along. And Professor X tried to explain that to her. This is what's going on with you. Got it. Okay. Well, the logic still holds the other way. It was, e- it was <laughs> evil corruption from a magical artifact that happened to be her thing and her little weird cult altar on top of the mountain. But it was corrupting. But why did she use that artifact in the first place? Uh, for bedtime reading. So that she could do everything again that she did in WandaVision. I mean, like, Like, yeah, I I don't think she ever gave up at the end of WandaVision, like the dream of her kids. I don't think that ever went away. It's like, this this is not the method. I agree. This is not the method to do it. And I feel bad for what I I did. I agree. Then she found another method. Which was the same exact method. It's totally not the same exact method. I'm kill and imprison everybody so that I get what I want. But for real. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's different. Sure. Yeah. Now, 
And also, let's be honest, if she wanted to be with kids, you're telling me there's some universe out there where their world's Wanda didn't die and the kids are on their own? Come on! Yes, I've seen how it should have ended. (laughs) I've seen the pitch meetings. Yeah, there's definitely a universe out there. So, could this movie have gone a million different ways with smarter characters or characters trying to help each other? Probably. But... With the conceit of Wanda's evil now because of the book, she's just evil Wanda. And Doctor Strange is the only competent person, and we have to make it look hard for him throughout the movie because we just do. And everybody else is expendable. <laughs> yep. Everyone. Everyone whatever. Like, eh, it was a fun movie. Yeah, sure. That looked really cool. I had some cool moments. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Well, I think it's also a shame, too, because I really like Wanda as a character. I think she's a cool character, and her powers and everything are cool. I would really like for more of her story to be told. We got her at a bad moment in WandaVision with all that, but it was just grief. Um, And uh, also, I don't understand why Vision was somehow not part of her wanting things in this. Anyway. I don't know what happened there. Um, But I really want to see her. We have not seen really a standalone of Wanda being the hero. Sure. WandaVision was, she's the villain, but then she has her 20 minutes of being the hero when there's a different villain. Hey, diversion. We've got Agatha Harkness, who's actually the real one, even though we've all been imprisoned by you. (laughs) You know, so we haven't had... Wanda hasn't had her moment. And before she gets there, they turn her evil. I was like, oh, come on. Sure. Can't she have a break? (laughs) Like, I wanted her to have her moment and she never got it. I, uh, for me, the character of Wanda was the coolest when she was a bad guy in like, um, which we call Age of Ultron. Like for for me that was like peak her. Oh yeah, she was kind of creepy. Yeah, she was kind of creepy. You're like, what is she doing? I don't I, casting the spells on his mind. Yeah, like, and like she got to all the Avengers uh, and like Iron Man was just going out of his mind and like doing like that's kind of cool. Like we hadn't seen the Avengers face a threat like that before, and they didn't have a good response. Yes, and that was really cool to see. And then they eventually became good guys. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Plus interesting because her magic went from to uh, I've got red magic Holy hand gestures. Yeah, red magic. I'm gonna red magic it. You know, Doctor Strange yep. is gonna orange magic it. And I'm like, okay, okay, guys, like you're, you're just you're doing the same thing, both of you. I don't understand. Like it, it, her magic changed significantly and it became less interesting. So I I liked One Division as a show. But I didn't, as soon as it became, again, Wanda, like it got to modern day in that show, like I lost interest in her character again. (laughs) Which is funny because I think most people had the reverse reaction that you did. Yeah. Like, Like, oh, the first few episodes are so slow. Oh man, I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was into it. There's still like a little dinner with like the boss and like 
things are super weird. And, like, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is such a it. creative take on like old sitcoms, like the magic show, of, like just that being so silly and ridiculous. It's like Vision had a source because he had gum and he swallowed it. It got in his gears. <laughs> like, it was funny. And it was it was a really fun take on that. And then it became, okay, we're back to Marvel things again. Yeah. I really like that piano scene. <laughs> <where he's> like, <laughs> she turns it into a two-dimensional, mm-hmm. like a, a cardboard cutout piano. That was my grandmother's. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And then later, it's horrific because, you know, she was mind-controlled to watch and pretend to like <laughs> this magic show. And then something slipped through that she broke through all of the magic to say, my family heirloom was just destroyed in front of me. It's got so many layers. It's great. But yeah, as soon as they yeah. went out of that, I'm like, eh, I don't care anymore. And I think that's why I like this movie. It's because it was a little bit different than other MCU movies. And because of that, for me, that's fine. Um, I, I, there's, there's a YouTuber, um, Video Game Donkey, who's hilarious and completely inappropriate. So anybody listening to this show that appreciates our like keeping it clean, don't look at any of his videos. But um, <laughs> he, he once said, like, I've been playing this game for so long that any change, good or bad, is welcome. Because it's something different, finally. And I felt like this movie was different enough. And that was welcome. I'm like, okay, that's good. Something different. Spider-Man No Way Home was different than other stuff. And that's cool. Um, When Thor Ragnarok first came out, it was very different. And I was angry at the difference. Like, I did not like it at all. And I'm like, you are just ruining the legacy of all the things in Asgard. You're ruining Thor as a character. You ruined everything. Like, how, how dare you? I have since gone back and like mentally revisited that movie. I'm like, I'm okay with it now. It's different. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, it's different. It's offbeat. I can appreciate that. So now we have Doctor Strange doing something a little different, a little offbeat. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I like people trying different things. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there because I like to see what people come up with. There is a risk, however, involved in different. Yes. Is did you like it or not? And, you know, preferences, I think, are one thing. I think Ragnarok told a solid story. You know, there are certain elements that you might not like from it. Like, I don't particularly... My wife loves Ragnarok. She thinks it's fantastic. She That's her favorite Thor movie. Okay. Um, I dislike that Thor regresses as a character. Like, he's back to being childish when he matured and grew up in his very first movie. Right. And is now a man and understands what it means to be king and all that stuff. And suddenly he doesn't anymore. Right. Um. Which is what leads him to be in Fat Thor later. Uh, they ruined his character, I felt like. But Thor Ragnarok as a film is fun and different. And its differences make it amusing, I think. Enjoyable to watch and experience. 
I don't feel like the differences in this were of any positive effect. Like they didn't accomplish anything. Sure. Like if it was just a stylistic thing, okay. Well, it wasn't really my style, but whatever. It wasn't even that. It's just everybody's incompetent and the story doesn't work. I had such a hard time. Like, I'm wondering, like, this, the script as it gets passed down, like, how did people not see these glaring issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And address them. Like, that. that's what I was... I, this had to be okayed by a zillion different people. And somehow that's what made it through. Or maybe that was the problem is that too many people got their hands on it and it became this hodgepodge. Who knows? And we kind of talked about that last week anyway, right? Yeah. Um, with Obi-Wan. But that's what, what irked me. I I would like people to do different. I saw Jupiter Ascending. It was a terrible film. Yes. Terrible. Uh-huh. But I saw it, and I kind of wanted to support it because it was totally off the wall, bonkers out there different. <laughs> you know, it was not based off of a pre-existing, um, what do you call it? I lose my words at this time of day. <laughs> uh, IP? Uh, Franchise? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. It it wasn't it was completely original, which hey awesome I like original work yeah so I watched it even though it was just really a terrible film mm-hmm. I wanted it to do well because they were trying something and I want people to to get out there and try things and you mentioned too like you hated and loved when people did things different and that's always the problem and that's why people don't do things different I think unfortunately yeah. And they try to skirt this weird line of let's be different. Let's be gritty. This is the grittiest Marvel TV show we've ever done. It's Moon Knight. And then we're not really all that gritty. We're just about the same as everybody else. Um, Because we don't want to alienate our people. So we're, we're trying to be different, but eh, maybe just a couple different things. Maybe just one jump scare for your horror film. (laughs) Maybe just, and maybe that's where it, comes up short is it people want to be different well let's not let's not break it though completely we've got a good thing going here let's just uh yeah let's keep it on the safe side with just a few experiments and i think we end up with something that's not as good as either unfortunately maybe i don't know i heard that about i just kind of spitballed there i heard that about 40 minutes got cut from the uh, original draft so, well, that would have been a really long film. It would have been right, but like to your point, if you are not the director or any studio exec, and you're looking at this movie, and you're like, "We got to cut stuff." All right, so what, what do we cut first? Well, we go with that one studio exec. It's like, well, this doesn't fit the Marvel formula. Let's cut that scene. Let's cut that scene. So I, I wonder yeah. if it wasn't the script. I got passed through. Like there, there, there's know. so many stages to filmmaking, as you know, yes. both know. So yes. it's, it's hard. It's really hard to say. Oh, it's the writer's fault. I know it's the, this person's fault because so many things happen. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if the original cut of this movie had a lot more horror to it and filled in a lot more gaps. Who knows? 
Maybe, maybe. But but yeah. in its current incarnation, like you could have cut even more. You could have made this sucker an hour and a half because of all the sense it made. You know? <laughs> sure. And it's just yeah. All right. Well, it's a shame. I, I, we're running long, so I do want to wrap this. But Black Widow came yes. came out in a year ago, almost to the day. Look at that. Um, oh wow! Really? Yeah, July ninth, twenty one. But well, fancy that. And that was our first episode. Yes, it was. Dang. It's Black Widow. Look at us go. I should probably. You know, cut more episodes. Um, the uh, that movie I didn't really enjoy. It, it felt like too much of a step back, right? Shang Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings came next. It, Shang Chi. It was fine. Had some fun moments. Um, some really cool fight choreography towards the beginning, especially. Really enjoyed that. I had no idea what was happening in that end sequence. End sequence. So. Who 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 knows? Or yeah, whatever. Um, I'm glad the world was saved by the girl who picked up a bow a couple hours ago and made the most impossible <laughs> bow shot in the history of bow shots. Why, why not the archery teacher? Why, why, like, why does it have to be the comedic sidekick who does the thing, right? So, no. Okay. Next came up was Eternals. Eternals was bad. Oh, it was so bad. Like that, so that one, bad. I'll jump on the bandwagon with you and say no. This was the worst. And then Spider-Man No Way Home was fantastic. fantastic. Did everything I set out to do. Did it with flying colors. Yep. Great. And off of that, we watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness right after Spider-Man, which out of the last five movies I just said is the best movie. The other three were middling to garbage. Right. And so sure. in comparison to Spider-Man, yeah, this doesn't stand up, but it's better than Black Widow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't mind Black Widow. And we, we had our discussion we, about we, that we when we did our episode. So like, I think that's kind of where I'm coming yeah. from. But I respect all the points you made. And I returned back to you as I spent a long time explaining. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is just more evidence that we as humans are fickle creatures. <laughs> Whatever a certain fancy strikes us, you know, sometimes it strikes hard. And I, I have a friend who gets so frustrated with me because he's like, man, I don't feel like I have any idea what you like. <laughs> He'll like send me something he thinks I like. I'm <clears throat> like, that was dumb. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. And he's just, he's like, I don't have any idea what you like. And you know what? He, he might be right because I might be inconsistent. And that's just, I don't have a defense for that. I'm just inconsistent guys. Sorry. <laughs> but rhetoric is what I do. I kind of teach it for a living. So I will pretend that my opinions have value <laughs> and that I have some rational explanation for why I'm thinking the way I do. But in all honesty, maybe we, Brad was just in a good mood that one time and maybe. I wasn't. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? 
Anyway, thanks for sticking around with us for this episode, folks. This was a long one. If you haven't seen it yet, well, you probably have no need to see Doctor Strange <laughs> and the Multiverse of Madness anymore because we have just narrated the whole story for about the same length as the film itself. <clears throat> anyway, we will see you uh, next time if you can stand to have us. Take care. <laughs>